0: like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes, Views, and Brews show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. How's everyone doing in this Monday night? Hope you are doing well. Uh, Hope you had a tremendous and a wonderful Christmas and are gearing up for a nice New Year's Eve and New Year's Day celebration. We're supposed to get some snow, actually, uh, the next day or so, maybe later on tonight. And um, I guess that would be nice because Christmas was weird being in the upper 40s, low 50s. Um, just did not feel like Christmas felt a lot more like, uh, Thanksgiving or, um, uh, heck even, uh, a mother's day or something or Valentine's day because it, uh, there was no snow anywhere. So, um, we will talk about a lot of things today. Uh, I have not been on since, um, before the bears lost to the Vikings. And, uh, then, so we'll talk in just a second about that. And then about yesterday's game as the bears knocked off the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle for their fifth win of the year. Woohoo! Five wins out of 15 games. That's not good enough for anybody. Nope, not good enough. So the Bulls are playing tonight. Uh, There's Monday night football tonight with the Saints and the Dolphins. We'll talk about the NFL overall. It was a weird, weird weekend, Uh, weird um, game on Thursday because I'm a Niner fan and how they let a 10-0 halftime lead get away and lose the game to the Titans is beyond me. Then on um, Christmas Day, the Packers hanging on to get a win. The Colts knocking off the Arizona Cardinals, which I told you I did not impress, did not impress me. I said after the, they beat the Bears, there's nothing the Cardinals did that impressed me, and they have lost three games since. They have not won a game since they beat the Bears, and now they are not on top of the NFC West anymore. That goes to the LA Rams, who um, had a win over the Vikings yesterday in a game where Stafford threw three interceptions. So, again, it's uh, the whole. The whole league is very weird. We'll take a look at who I think may be the best teams in the AFC and the NFC. We'll also talk just a hair about the Bulls. As I said, they are playing Atlanta tonight. Um, Lonzo Ball out with COVID. Also, um, a couple others. And uh, the coach, Billy Donovan. After everybody was back, Billy Donovan went down with a COVID. So he is out for a couple of games. They won easily uh, last night. Had a nice victory, and now today they are playing down in Atlanta. And the Atlanta Hawks have a lot of guys out with COVID. They're starting a guy in their roster that they signed two days ago. Uh, but early early on, the Hawks playing uh, quite well. So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get into just a little beer stuff. I don't have a lot of beer stuff today. No beer guest. We'll get to more of those as we get through when January starts opening up. And um, we'll do that then. I do have some beer news and we'll talk, but because it is Hughes Views and Brews, I've got a beer for you that I've never tried before. It is called a Rescue Me Extra Special Bitter. Okay, I'm holding it up to the uh, camera for those who can't see it. It's from Blue Island Beer Company in Blue Island, Illinois. The reason I got these is a guy at work, Randy Merkin, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, talking about his new book. Um, He gave them to me. He had, I was at the radio station and told him, uh something and he said you know what i got something for you he went over to the refrigerator and gave me two four packs of blue island uh beer and this one says to rescue me as i said on the back it says dogs are our friends <clears throat> partners and i better drink this quick and judgment-free companions they are faithful true and loving to the last beat of their hearts we cannot change the past of a rescue dog but we can rewrite their futures to them humans are godlike immortal we owe it to them to be worthy of such devotion the dog pictured is mo hey mo hey mo um a beloved rescue dog who gave back twice as much of all the love as he was given <coughs> so it's a 6.3 um they call him a ESB extra special bitter and um they make him a lot in england okay and sorry for the Camera rocking as my uh, table's a little weak here. So I'll pour it in my glass. I was going to have another beer today, but it was a little high alcohol. It was double this. It was a 12.5. But right before the show ended, I, or right before the show started, I realized I have somewhere I got to go as soon as the show's over. That's a long story that you won't hear today. Uh, but if you ever see me on the roads, you can ask me. Okay. An extra special bitter from Blue Island Beer Company. Let me give it a taste. Very good. Very good. To me, and again, I'm not an expert. I'm just, I just like drinking beer. But it tastes a little caramely, which is like what I like in the English bitters or extra special bitters. And um, very, very tasty. Really a good beer. I've had a couple others from them, and I will talk about that a little bit later in the show. But before I go, i got to have another sip because this is good. Okay. So there's the Blue Island Beer Company. Um, rescue me. Very tasty on the uh, south side. So, uh, the Bears get a win yesterday. 25-24 over the Seattle Seahawks. It was not a win that was expected. I was at the radio station yesterday watching the game and I'm saying, okay, this is just another one of those bad games, a loss. And the thing that people were looking forward to was and when the game's over, the Bears on Monday will probably announce that Matt Nagy is fired because There's a new rule in the NFL this year that if a coach is told he's not coming back or fired that you as an organization can talk to other coaches the last two weeks of the regular season. And I didn't understand why everybody was getting so worked up and excited about this. It didn't seem to make any sense to me. Um, I understand what it is. I understand what it means. And I understand that, hey, maybe you can get a chance to talk to a coach or, or an assistant coach before other teams get a chance to do that. That's fine. But here's what I wrote on Twitter early this morning. It's funny how people are so concerned about the Bears getting to interview head coaching candidates right now. Like there's only one guy out there, and if they don't get them, they're screwed. Calm down. Find a football president or a president of football operations, then proceed carefully. And as the day went on, we heard nothing. Matt Nagy basically said he's expecting to coach the next two games of the season, which I thought was going to happen anyway. Even if the Bears told him, Matt, you're not coming back next year. I thought Matt Nagy is getting paid to be the coach of the Chicago Bears. His job is to coach the Bears and he could coach the Bears throughout the rest of the season. I don't think there's any reason for the Bears to start interviewing coaches right now because the question is, who would do the interviewing? You don't want Ryan Pace doing the interviewing for a coach because we want Ryan Pace gone as well. So who else? That leaves George McCaskey and Ted Phillips. Nope, you don't want them either because apparently they don't know what they're doing football operations-wise because they brought in Ryan Pace. Now, Ryan Pace has had a couple of guys that have hit. Roquan Smith, a early first-round pick, a hit. Most of his first-round picks have not. He's got Justin Fields. Hopefully that works out. But most of his other first-round picks, not even around for a second contract. He has had success with other picks. Heck, this year he drafted Thomas Graham, who we saw in the Minnesota Vikings game. Graham was one of three secondary players that were filling in for the starters. All four of the uh, secondary starters for the Bears were out with COVID, in the COVID protocol. So they were all out, so the Bears had to go with other guys. And Thomas Graham Jr. was one of them. Three pass breakups, seven tackles. He played really well. And then he doesn't start yesterday against Seattle, which was interesting. Then he does come in, and D.K. Metcalf beats him for a 41-yard uh, reception. D.K. Metcalf's going to beat a lot of guys because he knows where he's going and the defender doesn't. And if you saw the game yesterday, the turf, the turf, was slick because of the snow that fell in Seattle yesterday. The first real snow game the Bears have played all season, and it's in Seattle. So Thomas Graham Jr. maybe going to be a guy the Bears can use in the future. Kendall Vildor played a little bit yesterday, didn't play badly. Uh, They had a couple of guys that played well. Deion Bush played well yesterday. Eddie Jackson made some tackles. I saw him make some tackles. I was uh, extremely surprised and happy that Eddie Jackson is learning to tackle the ball carrier. Um, So Nagy's still here. Not a big deal about interviewing, at least in my opinion, interviewing coaches two weeks earlier, because we want the bears to restructure their entire front office. Now, who are we? We're the fans. We are the people that cheer for the bears and we want them to get a guy in that knows what he's doing. Lewis Riddick was in town last week because he did the bears game on Monday night at Soldier Field, and uh, he was on with Waddle and Sylvie, and sure, he would love the job of running the Chicago Bears as an organization. He is also good friends with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. So who knows what would happen, but I know that pretty much those two are expected to be gone, and Lewis Riddick, I'm pretty sure, said as much when he was on with Waddle and Sylvie last week that he knows Matt knows how this is going to end. Actually, all head coaches should know, unless your name is Mike Tomlin, uh, Andy Reed, uh, most coaches are hired and they know eventually down the road, they will get fired. Um, that's the way it works in all line, in all sports, you're going to, uh, succeed and then get fired. Ozzie Guillen, succeed win a championship get fired, Joe Madden succeed, not have your contract picked up. That's what happens when you get a job like that, you know, going in that somewhere along the line, I'm going to be criticized. People are going to tell me I'm no good and I'm going to be gone no matter what I've done. For the organization in the time that I'm here. So we will see how it goes. We'll see if the Bears, in fact, are doing their research right now. If George McCaskey and Ted Phillips are looking for people to take over as president of football operations. It's funny, it's a football team. So shouldn't they just be president? But you have president of finance, president of business operations, and president of football operations. So Every organization does things their own way. We'll see exactly how that works. Now for the game yesterday, Nick Foles played because you had two guys out with injuries, your other two quarterbacks. So you had your third string quarterback, a former Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles, playing for the Bears because Justin Fields has an ankle injury and Andy Dalton is out with a groin injury. So your backup quarterback yesterday was a guy named Ryan Willis, who was wearing number 19 which was worn once long, long ago by a Gary Huff, a Bears quarterback. So I don't know if they showed Ryan Willis on TV at all yesterday, but uh, Nick Foles went out there, had a pretty nice game for Nick Foles. As I look at his numbers right here, Nick Foles, 24 of 35, no interceptions, 250 yards passing. And uh, he threw the passes at the end of the game that got the Bears the victory. Okay. Nice to see what they did. They made some strange, questionable calls and decisions again. Uh, they were inside the red zone and failed earlier in the game. They didn't get what they wanted. They also went for a fourth down with Nick Foles on third and fourth down and quarterback sneaks. They gave him a first down. I wasn't really sure that he got passed and got in for the first down, but that's neither here nor there. It counted. Um, but late in the game, a minute to go. Well, actually, let's go back. With 2.56 to go, the Bears get the ball and they're down by seven, okay? They're down 24-17. They get the ball, and they march downfield. They come downfield, and let me see here. Um, they probably have it written. No, they don't. Um, they they march downfield, and they do it quickly. They do it very quickly. They get the ball with 2.56 to go. Fields finds – not Fields, Foles, I'm sorry. Foles finds uh, Mooney for 30 yards plus – roughing the passer. So a 45-yard gain on the very first play after the Bears got the ball at their own 20. Then first and 10 at the 35, uh, Foles finds um, Darnell Mooney for 10 yards. Then Foles finds Mooney again. Two minutes, Foles gets sacked. An incomplete to Komet in the back of the end zone where Komet grabbed the ball. And cold Komet for the game yesterday, I thought he had a good game. Four catches, 49 yards. They didn't use him a lot, enough They didn't throw to him enough, but you know what he did? He broke a tackle and gained more yards after catch. Yak yards are always yards they're looking for. He did that yesterday, and he made the catch in the back of the end zone, but he was out of the end zone. Nice to see. Pluses in my book for Cole Komet, making that catch in the back of the end zone on a big play. Breaking a tackle and gaining more yards. That's what you need to see your tight end do, a la Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Again, I don't know that Komet will ever go there. Um, even though his name, um, you know, even though his name does start with a K, Kelsey Kittle Komet. I don't know if he'll be there, uh, but hopefully he can get there. And then Jimmy Graham, the former Seattle Seahawk, catches the ball in the end zone, 15-yard touchdown pass. It's now 24-23, and the Bears and Matt Nagy go for two, which is the right call. At that point, you're four and 10. You have a chance to win a game. It's nearly over. What do you do? You run a play. Nick Foles throws it to the back of the end zone. A wonderful play. A leap. Demir Bird grabs it, comes down inbounds. His foot, then his knee inbounds. And the, the title of the book from uh, John Madden years ago, one knee equals two feet. So it works. He's in. He gets both feet in as enough. And the Bears get the win, 25-24. And the Bears were excited. And there were going to be Bears fans who are going to say, they're 5-10, and 10. what are they so excited about? And you've heard this forever and ever and ever in football. It's not easy to win in the National Football League. And it's not easy to win. Just look at some of the games we've seen, like I said, over the last couple of weeks. The Packers have won the last two weeks, and they've won by two points and one point. Actually, one point two weeks ago and then two points this past weekend against Cleveland. Um, So I have no problem with the Bears celebrating a victory because they deserved it. They deserved to celebrate. They went from Chicago to Seattle. They played in less than perfect conditions. They got a victory with their third-string quarterback, albeit Nick Foles. He ran the offense well. David Montgomery did not run the ball well, necessarily. Montgomery rushing 21 for 45. But receiving, he led the Bears with seven catches for 61 yards. Um, I love David Montgomery. When it comes time to pay him, I'm going to be up in the air because I know you like him. But I also like Khalil Herbert, who ran for a touchdown. It's nice to have options. And I mentioned guys that are coming through, and we got a chance to see Daz Newsome two weeks in a row. Daz Newsome was returning punch yesterday. He returned to punt, which helped set up the uh, one of the Bears' scores. He also, um, his first grab, his first catch in the National Football League. This is another guy that brings some speed to the team. Marquise Goodwin was back, and he had a couple of catches. It's nice that the Bears' offense actually has some weapons that everybody else in the NFL has, a.k.a. the Cincinnati Bengals, where your quarterback is to throw for 525 yards because you have – Boyd and Chase and T Higgins who are running all over secondaries. And I cannot wait to see them next week when the Bengals get a chance to play the Kansas city chiefs. That's going to be all kinds of fun and uh, see how things pan out. And we'll get to all the other NFL games in a second. But let me see here. That is a, um, a noon start. They'll be playing the same time. The giants are playing the bears. I forgive you if you don't watch the giants and the bears and you watch Kansas city and Cincinnati, because I'll be trying to do the same thing and then doing bears post game immediately there afterwards. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting because Kansas city's on a roll as they are now 11 and four Cincinnati at top of the AFC North at nine and six. And nobody is eliminated in the NFC North. Very interesting with Baltimore, eight and seven Pittsburgh, seven, seven and one and Cleveland at seven and eight. So, um, Again, I digress, but that's what I like to do. Um, It's nice that the Bears actually have weapons and are using them. And speed kills. And that's been a phrase for years and years. And the Bears are finally getting some of their offense. And that's nice to see. So um, the rest of the NFL. Let's start by talking about wagering. I had a five-team parlay yesterday. And I won... the first four games on the parlay. Let me see if I can remember which ones they were. I took the Bengals. I took the Rams. These are just on the money line. Bengals, Rams, Eagles, and Buccaneers. Relatively easy. All I needed to win the five-team parlay was the L.A. Chargers. Talk about a team that you have no idea what's going to happen from one week to the next. And there are numerous teams like that. It has been the Bengals who've been like that. It has been the Buffalo Bills who have been like that. Um, You don't know what you're going to get from one week to the next from the L.A. Chargers. It's so hard to call them the L.A. Chargers, but anyway. Uh, And they get beat by the Houston Texans yesterday, 41-29. That's right, 41-29. They lose to Houston who had like 10 guys down with COVID. Absolutely a brutal loss, but... You know, when you got a head coach that uh, goes for fourth downs numerous times and it costs him games and he's a big, puffy-chested dude. No, no, he's a, kind of a shorter little guy. But you know what? Sometimes karma comes back. You should have won that game against, uh, I think it was Kansas City, right? Right? When you decided to keep going for the uh, fourth downs. And, uh, yeah, so the Chargers cost me. I had a two-team parlay, which got me, for $5, got me 20 I had the Bears plus seven and uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs minus ten and a half. That was okay. I like that. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the best team in the National Football League. A lot of times you can figure out who the best team in the NFL is. You look at the way they play. uh, You look at how consistent they are. You look at their records. You say, okay, I think these guys are the best. This year, in my opinion, is very tough. Last week when I was out with Waddle and Sylvie on Tuesday, I was filling in for Waddle Tuesday last week uh, after the Bears game. And we talked about the top three teams in the AFC and NFC. In the NFC, I picked the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Bucks, And the AFC, I picked Kansas City, the Colts, And I can't remember who the third team I picked was. But anyway, now I'm trying to figure it out as we're getting ready to do the podcast tonight. And here's what I have, okay? I still have. Um, actually, I didn't have the Bucks. I didn't have the Pucks because of injuries, because of injuries to Evans and Godwin. I had Green Bay, Dallas, and the Rams. And I still have that in the NFC. Green Bay, as I said, they've won their last two weeks, but they won by a point against Baltimore, and they won by two points against Cleveland. Dallas, who just really took care of Washington last night, just an absolutely blowout victory over the Washington football team. And the Rams, who beat the Vikings despite the fact that Matthew Stafford threw for not one, not two, but three interceptions. The Vikings got a little bit uh, of what the Bears gave them the week before. The week before, the Bears scored, what was it, one or two times in five times in the red zone. Yesterday, the Vikings scored in just two times in the red zone, being there five times. So red zone woes, including an interception by uh, Kirk Cousins in the red zone, cost the Vikings. They lose. Look at Minnesota. Being a Viking fan has got to be tough this year. They have played in t- uh, 12 straight one-score games. They lose 30-23 to yesterday. 12 straight one-score games. They're 6-6 and during that time. The Vikings right now are uh, 7-8, and and they're in a battle with a lot of other teams for those last couple of playoff uh, positions. Take a look at that in just a second. So those are the three teams I like the best in the NFC, Green Bay, Dallas, and the Rams. In the AFC, it's hard to pick for me just three. So I've got Kansas City, Indianapolis, the Colts with a win over Arizona, who I, again, I can't pat myself on the back enough because people were criticizing me when I said the Cardinals showed nothing against the Bears to make me think they're a good team. And since that game, the Cardinals have lost three straight. And uh, they lose to the Colts this past weekend on Christmas night. So I've got Kansas City as number one in the AFC. The Colts two, Patriots three, even though Buffalo beat them. Buffalo, as I said, one of those hard teams to figure out. Um, And then Cincinnati. If Cincinnati can play defense, that of theirs with Joe Burrow and those three receivers, Boyd, Chase, and T. Higgins, they can put up some points in the postseason. They're hoping that it's a nice field, they get nice weather, and they don't get snow. You don't want to slow down that because I'd love to see what the Bengals could do in the postseason. So we'll see exactly how it all plays out when it gets to it. I'm looking at it now. Top seed in the NFC right now is the Packers. Division leaders, Cowboys, Rams, and Bucs. Wildcard teams as of right now. Cardinals at 10-5. and five, The 49ers 8-7. The Eagles 8-7. If the Saints beat the Dolphins today, they also are 8-7. The AFC playoff picture, the Chiefs are 11-4. They are the top seed. Followed by the Titans at 10-5. Bengals 9-6. Bills 9-6. The wildcard teams are the Colts. And the Patriots both at nine and six, and the Ravens at eight and seven, the Chargers and Raiders both eight and seven. So um, it's pretty amazing. In this, the NFC, the, there's only two spots remaining. Cardinals clinched the wild card spot. All the wild card spots in the AFC are up for grabs. So it's going to be a fun couple of weeks, the final two weeks of the NFL. And that's exactly what they had hoped for. I'm not a fan of them adding the 17th week. I would have been happy with staying at 16. Everything made sense. 32 teams, 16 games. It was wonderful. They changed it. They never asked me. Um, I'm probably, i sure I did say it, that I didn't like it. Um, The Bulls are actually back playing basketball. They won a game last night. That was nice to see. They beat Indiana, and uh, they're playing a game today. They've come back and made it close against the Atlanta Hawks. Nice to see Bulls basketball. Going into the game today, the Bulls are the second team in the Eastern Conference. Who thought the Bulls were going to be that good, that quick. I can't imagine anybody did. And the Bulls made some moves with their front office. They brought in Arturish Karnaschovic. They brought in Mark Eversley. They brought in a coach in Billy Donovan. They did exactly what we want to see the Bears do, okay? Exactly what the bear. We there's nothing – This is exactly what the, if you could take those three guys and move them over to play, do football, maybe the bears would be in good space spaces. You got a director of operations, basketball. Now the bears need one for football. You've got a general manager and that's what the bears need leading into the draft, even though they don't have a first pick this coming season. And, um, well, they do have a first pick, but their first pick is in the second round. They don't have a first round pick. And then you need a new coach. And again, Matt Nagy, nice guy guy you'd like to have live next door to you real nice guy i have no problem with that as an offensive play caller he's not he's not what he was billed to be he's not going to change the nfl uh or maybe he just can't do it with the talent he has so the bulls are in a similar situation but they are fun to watch they're late in the second quarter right now they have a two-point lead over the beat up banged up atlanta hawks uh we come back i'm going to talk about a big announcement i had last week that i made and do a little bit of beer stuff. And while we're gone, and you're checking out a commercial, I'm gonna enjoy a little bit more of this uh, Rescue Me extra special bitter from Blue Island Beer Company. Hello. or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up to date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N I K I V Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Cannot wait to get to Nick and Ivy soon. I know I'll be there January 8th. January 8th, um, Lockport plays Naperville Central in basketball at Lockport. And uh perfect place to stop after a high school basketball game would be Nick and Ivy for a beverage or two. Hopefully, Paul's working that night. If not, it'll be nice to uh, pop on in to Nick and Ivy. I've mentioned numerous times to people that I am moving uh, from my Downers Grove abode that I've been to, been in since 1995. I've got to take all this stuff down, figure out where it's going to go in the next house, uh, and moving to Lockport. So I figured, you know what? Why not go on down and watch the Lockport Porters play basketball? I did watch Lockport win the 8A championship out in DeKalb a month, uh, a month ago, and uh, now um, I had a chance to go see Naperville Central play. I've seen Glenbard West play, and I'm hoping to get out this week And see some of the holiday tournaments. I know that right now, if you love high school basketball, uh, Michael O'Brien does a great job. Joe Hendrickson, I think his name is too, also. They report in the Sun-Times. They do a great job covering high school hoops. And there's the Pontiac Tournament. There's the York Tournament. The Hinsdale Central Tournament. All these tournaments for the holiday tournaments and it's fun because you get to see a lot of great high school basketball some teams because of covid and protocols unable to make it but if you get a chance going out and see some high school basketball so I know I'm going to see some uh January 8th and um that weekend is a very important weekend for me cuz just the other day I decided uh I walked into the radio station and I decided this a while ago but I walked into the radio station at ESPN 1000 and talked to Randy Merkin who's the assistant um, executive, he's an executive producer. He is, uh, he's got a man of many titles. Okay. And right now he's been running, uh, he does all the scheduling for the on-air people and the producers. And I told Randy, I said, listen, Randy, I'm going to be 65 in May. And I've decided I don't want to work anymore. And he looked at me and he goes, what? And he was shocked, actually shocked. And, um, I've been thinking about this for a while, most of you know my story. I uh, worked at Sports Phone way back when. November of 1977 is when I started because a guy named Ted Robinson didn't want to drive in on weekends from Notre Dame, where he was going to school from South Bend and work on a weekend shifts. Now, Ted Robinson has gone on to do uh, work for USA Network and a lot of tennis tournaments. He was a, a Minnesota Twins announcer, 49ers announcer. Uh, he's done a lot of other things. He was in New York Mets. Uh, broadcaster for a while, Ted Robinson, a great, great career. Um, so I've worked at Sports Phone and I worked weekends a ton of time because think about it, Sports Phone, when is the most sports happening? The weekends. So a lot of times I would work weekends. I went from a part-time guy to an operations manager. I was there from 1977 till, oh man, from 1977 till 1990 and then sports phone closed. So it was like 13 years there. And then I had a chance to get a job and work at the score uh, from March of 1992. The station started in January, two months before that, and um, had a chance to work there. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, the the uh, congratulations on the retirement. So I had a chance to be at the, the score from, 92 until 2008. During that time, I worked as a, uh, I answered phones. I cut up interviews. I ran the control board. Then I covered games. I covered Bulls basketball. I did updates. And then I co-hosted with, the first show I ever co-hosted was with a guy named Jim Memolo, who you may hear on um, MLB radio if you listen. Memolo's been there for a long time, doing a great job talking baseball all the time which is great. Um, I worked with Mike Murphy when the station went 24 hours and I worked with him. Then I worked mornings with Murph. Then I worked mornings with Mike North In 2008, I had to leave because they decided not to pay me anymore. They let me go in 2008, uh, December of 2008, just about a month after I had, I was in the hospital with uh, atrial fibrillation and I was in the hospital for uh, a week and a half. I came back for three weeks and then they let me go. Nice guys. Anyway, and I, I'm not bitter. So, because then I landed at ESPN in 2010, and I've been there up until January 9th. January 9th will be the last show I do. And that's Bears post game. What better way to work it out? The Bears season comes to an end. My career in radio broadcasting will come to an end. When I told Randy that I was leaving, he said, Well, can I. He goes, which I said, listen, Randy, I've worked weekends since 1977. I worked weekends. I want to have some weekends off. I want to be able to do stuff on Friday night, not saying I got to watch the game on Friday. So I have to talk about it Saturday morning and I want to go out Saturday night and I want to do something else on a Saturday or Sunday than watch games. And I know people right out there, you may or may not understand this, but even if we're on the air three hours, the prep that we do is constant. And I know. I'm not bitching. I'm not complaining. I've enjoyed every minute of it up until the last five, six months because I enjoyed watching the games for years and years. I would tell my wife, Pat, I said, listen, I have to watch the game. It's my job. And it was, it was my job to watch the game and then be able to talk about it. I have heard people on the air. I'm not giving any names because I've heard it from a lot of people. I have heard people on the air said I couldn't stand up for the game last night. I knew I had to get up to work. That is a bullshit excuse. You're doing radio in the morning in Chicago. You better keep your ass up to watch a big game. I don't care how much sleep you get or don't get. Your job is to be able to talk about that game the next day. And I did that all the time when I worked with North and when I worked with Murph. When I, when it was Sox and Cubs, Murph goes, I'll stay up for the Cub game. I said, I'll stay up for the Sox games. But before I would go to the station, I had taped the game and I would watch the game quickly before I would leave the house. So I knew I saw every important play that people might call about. So you've got you, when you get the privilege of being on the radio in Chicago, you should never say when you're working on a shift, Oh man, I'm so tired. The game ran late. I didn't get a lot of sleep. Shut up. The people that are driving around, listening to you are relying on you to have watched the game, have an opinion of the game and talk to them about their opinion. And, um, I always took pride in that. I said, listen, I don't care if I get a little bit less sleep. I've got to be able to stay up and watch the end of this game. And that happened for a long time. Like I said, sports phone, I didn't have to worry about it, but at the score for all those years and at ESPN, whenever I was working a shift the next day, you knew I was going to watch the entire game. Now, not if it was college football, because I don't care. And I've told people for the longest time. I don't care about college football. I don't watch college football. And that's another one of the reasons that I am looking forward to retirement because I don't have to watch things that I don't want to watch. For years, I've had to watch things that I could not care less about. Well, I know they're going to talk, want to talk about Tiger Woods. So I guess I got to watch this golf tournament. Well, I know they're going to talk about uh, this. So I got to watch that. And I don't care about those things. I work in Chicago Sports Radio. I care about the White Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls, the Bears, the Blackhawks and soccer. That's just me. But anything that happened with those teams, I would be on top of. If it was an NBA game, an NBA championship game, I'd watch it if I had to. But there was always a Chicago angle. It was more important than me watching an NBA championship game. And that's always the way I felt. And over the last couple of years, The amount of what qualifies as entertainment on sports radio is not what I enjoy. Okay. I got into the business. They always would make predictions. I don't like predictions. I get into the business to watch games and talk about the games and what happened in the games and why things happen in the games and things like that. Who am I? Who are any of the guys on radio to make predictions? And you know, who's going to put any um you know, value into the predictions we might make on games. And people say, well, who's going to win? I have no idea who's going to win. That's why I'm looking forward to watching the game. I'm like everybody else. We have no idea who's going to win. And now with gambling, there's even more so, you know, uh, who do you like in this game? Who do you like there? Who do you, I don't care. I don't care before the game unless I'm wagering on it. And then that's a personal thing. Um, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I, I'm not going to tell you who to bet on. I have no idea. I'm just doing it, trying to win a couple of shekels myself. Um, So the prep has gotten a little bit worse because you've had to watch things. I only have a few shifts to go and I'm working New Year's Eve with Brian Hanley from nine in the morning until noon. Then I'm working one hour on New Year's Day. That one hour means I have to watch at least some of the two college playoff games, which I could not care less about. Absolutely don't care. And it's going to ruin my new year's Eve because in my head, no matter what I'm doing, making steak and scallops for my girlfriend and celebrating or whatever, I'm going to say, damn it. I should be watching Alabama. I should be watching Michigan. I don't care. I just don't care. And that's when I realized that it was time. I don't care about those things. I had posted a thing a while back on, uh, Twitter, and on Facebook saying things I couldn't care less about. The Army-Navy game, which people wanted to talk about. I don't care. The Tom Brady documentary. Don't care. Tiger Woods playing golf with the sun. Don't care. And also don't care about what people think about what I care about. That's fine. It just giving you what I care about. We should all be able to care or not care about things. Okay. So I don't care about things, those things, and I'm not going to have to worry about them anymore. I care about the Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls, the Bears, Blackhawks, and soccer. And my brothers say, Cubs. I said, yes, because I work in Chicago sports radio. When I stop working in sports radio, I will not have to watch Cub baseball. I won't have to watch Frank Schwindel if I don't find it enjoyable. I won't have to watch Nick Madrigal at second base, but I will because I like baseball. I am a baseball fan. I've always been a baseball fan. People say, what are your favorite sports? Baseball, football, soccer's in there somewhere. Bulls basketball, hockey is in there. I love watching Blackhawk hockey, but the NHL, no, the NBA, no. Just the Bulls, just the Blackhawks. And uh, now after doing it since 1977, I won't have to do it anymore. I know I ramble a little bit, but that's what I have a tendency to do. So uh, a couple beer things. So, yeah, no more – that's right, Tim. No more Cubs ever again. I don't have to watch Cub baseball ever again. And as a White Sox fan, from way back when, I don't enjoy Cub baseball as much as I enjoy White Sox baseball. So – and we'll see. I'm eager to see what the Cubs do. I'm eager to see what they pick up, come up with. I'm eager to see who plays shortstop. Maybe it's uh, Carlos Correa. We'll see. Um, But – I made sure I watched as much Cub baseball as I watched White Sox baseball all these years because that was my job and that's what you had to do and because you worked in Chicago Sports Radio, one of the top three markets in the country, and I made sure that I was never going to embarrass myself on the air. With my opinions, I can embarrass myself, but not knowing something, that wasn't going to happen. So Anyway. Uh, I'm glad you had a chance to, I'm glad you, you sat, hopefully you stuck with me and listened to all of that. Okay. couple of beer notes. Okay. I stopped at Buckle Down Brewing last weekend, not this past weekend, the weekend before that and sat down. There was a, uh, one guy in having a beer. Another guy came in with his dog Rocky and I had the Chicka Chicka. Yeah. It was a, uh, stout. Awesome. Almost bought a four pack of that. Almost bought a 22 ounce bomber of the stompin s'mores. Almost bought a four-pack of the magnificent um, barrel-aged variants. They come in a four-pack and you get all four of them. I think there's a berry and a marshmallow or whatever there are. But my girlfriend, Linda, had told me that I have an addiction. And my addiction is not drinking beers. And as I say that, let me take another sip of this uh, Blue Island Beer Company beer. Uh, My addiction is needing to have the things that are out there, needing needing to have the best things that are out there. And as a matter of fact, I was going to have a neckbeard lager or neckbeard nectar from uh, the beer seller and Dave Hawley earlier today in Transient Ales. But I said, that's 12.5. I have somewhere I got to go. So I can't do that. Uh, I stopped at Benny's going Christmas shopping, walked into Benny's over in the uh, Bowling Book Promenade. I said, ah, just for the hell of it, I was only able to get the cherry wood and the uh, Cola, uh, Berman County Stout this year. Let's see if they have the proprietors, which is always my favorite every single year. Guess what? They had two of them. And when I left, they had none of them. They also had a couple of the other very expensive ones. And I said, no, I don't need those because I can handle my addiction. It's, I mentioned it to Josh Noel from the Tribune when he congratulated me on retirement. And I said, I told him about my addiction problems. He said, yeah, FOMO, the fear of missing out is a real thing when it comes to beer and collecting beer. So I stopped to buckle down, had the chicken, chicken, wow. Uh, and I did a good job. I left, I sampled, I had a taste of one of the magnificent, the magnificent berry. And it was really, really good. I may end up going back and getting cans, I'm just saying. Because they're they just celebrated their eighth anniversary and they've been one of the longest um breweries around here. And Ike uh, Ike has done a great job over there. Uh, he was not there the day I was there, and um, I swear I'm going to get him on the on here. Uh, there's numerous guys, guys from Miskatonic, I got to get on, guys from Alter Brewing, guys from uh, Buckle Down Brewing. There's so many different breweries, and I've talked to so many other people and had them on, and I can't wait to get even more. Also, a Kirk from the uh, the Chicagoland Brewers Cruise. Um, we're going to get to him, uh, hopefully, back on, and I will get the chance to go on one of the cruises. I know they did one a week or so ago uh, that stopped at Elmhurst Brewing, Moore Brewing, and Afterthought Brewing, and uh, had a great time. So uh, there's a lot of different people I want to get on, a lot of things I can do now because I'll be retired as of January 9th. Stopped at Goldfinger because I had to pick up the Champagne Shores champagne shores magnum 51 fluid ounces of tremendous beer a collaboration from Hot butcher and goldfinger brewing which i planned on opening for new year's eve but 51 fluid ounces a lot of beer and i know my girlfriend linda likes some of the stuff i drink uh <laughs> mike murphy my former partner says i'll watch the cub games you watch the Sox games uh, Socks will be much more entertaining in 2022. Enjoy retirement. I predict, say it like I mean it, you will love it. and Yes, I know I will love. Um, because I'll also be a, my guy, Bear Fan Bob, who also watches. And he calls the station every week when I'm out on the weekends and talks Bears. He wants to go to lunch. Me, Murph, Bear Fan Bob, I'll pr- try to bring Linda with. Go to Thayer Brothers over in Joliet for a nice little um, little lunch coming up in the next couple of weeks. So anyway, I stopped at Goldfinger for Champagne Shores. This was after I worked with Sylvie last week. And when I got there, I saw Paul Slayton from uh, Skeleton Key. And I saw John Bitterman, who everybody knows. He collects the glasses. I'm going to get him on. I talked to him about it. He has like 3,600 glasses from breweries around the Illinois area and some of the other states. And um, so I, ha- I saw all these people. And I saw Mike Elsip from Miskatonic. And I walked in and Mike Elsip says, hey, I saw you on Twitch today. Because on ESPN 1000, you're on ESPN 1000 Chicago, the Twitch channel there. And uh, so we talked. And I told all them. I said, well, I'm going to give you guys some information that I'm retiring. January 9th will be my last day. And we talked about it and all that stuff. So it was fun stopping at Goldfinger. And when I saw Paul Slayton, he told me he was going to be at Little Key the other side of Skeleton Key as they're working on getting Skeleton Key back open. I'm sure in the months to come, it will be. But at Little Key, I stopped for one of their collaborations and uh, he was working on Christmas Eve day. And after I worked my Christmas Eve show with Brian Hanley, stopped by, had a beer, sat and talked with Matt and his girlfriend from uh, the Midwest Brew Review. It's great the number of people I've met uh, getting involved in beer and they're all the nicest people. Um, And we all have one love interest and that's beer. And uh it's great, great talking about it. My guy Andy Garcia enjoy retirement. Fantastic career. I enjoyed my time working with you. Always enjoyed my guy Andy, uh, who's on uh, sidelines for Westwood One. You find him out there as a you know, one of the one of the top guys for Westwood One producing stuff out there, and uh he did a great job. I remember taking him and um uh, Rock Mamola out to breakfast as a or lunch at uh heaven on seven as we were getting ready to uh work with me. Me and Murph and uh, Rock and Andy went out to breakfast or lunch and uh, had a little discussion about what we had coming up on the show. That was fun. So, and the Blue Island Beer Company, I had their cold style, had an IPA. I've got one of their stouts upstairs. Looking forward to drinking all of them because Randy said, let me know how these beers are. Randy's not a beer drinker. I am a beer drinker. So the Rescue Me, Extra Special Bitter, the ESB, very, very tasty. And on that note, um, too many good things happening. I have no what's up, Fred's can today. Um, Maybe telephone technology. Maybe I'll explain that to you one of these days coming up. So um, I did get one more thing. I did get an altar brewing gift card for Christmas from my goddaughter, Taylor. She said maybe her boyfriend and uh, her can meet me at altar one day. Taylor, count on it. We will meet at altar brewing. And after I use my gift card, I will spend more. And you and uh, Matt, we will have a very, very good time. So the Bears have the Giants coming up this week. Uh, There's a lot more going on. Have a safe and happy New Year's Eve. I cannot wait to tell you. I'm not sure if I'm going to have the Champagne Shores or not. I might save it for a retirement celebration. Because then I know for 51 fluid ounces, we'll be able to pound that. That's not a problem. Let me finish this uh, Blue Island beer as uh, I let you guys go. Thanks for watching. Don't forget all the other shows here on the 1252 Sports Network. You can find us on Twitch, on YouTube, always the day after the shows on Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful night, and we will talk with you next week.